The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This podcast is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event, Player Pump. Player Pump gives you a special fixed odds price for a fighter to win by markets like Method of Victory, Round Betting, and heaps more. You can even pump up your odds on the UFC by combing your favorite markets across different cards. The action doesn't stop with UFC. NEDS has everything you need to... Take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. Blended is also brand new to Neds and available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Take UFC to the Neds level. Terms and conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Yet another outstanding showcase for this UFC strawweight division. I win for you now. You must win your fight. Carolina I am a top 15 fighter. Michael Maverick Kiesa. Vicente Luque submits Tyron Woodley. That's what I do. I keep going. Vicente, the silent assassin, Luke Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are uh, still not in the same room together, but uh, we. Uh, I apologize for being an unshaven creep, too. I, I look awful, and I know I look awful. Uh, first of all, enough about you. Yeah, I, I, know, I just want to start off. I just want to say about my face, because yesterday... You were saying, first of all, I would talk about you all day long. I'm only joking around. That's okay. But I'm just saying, you're talking about your facial hair. Mm-hmm. What do I got coming in right now? It's a five o'clock shadow, Jimmy. Yes, it the is. Thing, the thing is this. I know you like unshaven, you know, me. At time. I, I prefer you smooth, yes. I like a little gruff. I'm getting my beard back. Okay. It's not a beard beard. You know, I'm not walking around like George Lucas or anything. Like, uh, who's got a better beard than George Lucas? Anyone with a beard. How about the guys from ZZ Top? 
<laughs> I like my facial hair. Being a bald man, I yeah. like the facial hair. You like a little balance. So I just, I'm, getting, I'm getting it back. I, I, I wanted to start the show with that news. I don't like mine. I know there's breaking news. Maybe people are talking about there's a rumor of Luke Rockhold fighting, wanting to fight uh, Sean Strickland or yeah. something about that. But enough about that. Back to my facial hair. Now, we should start. We have three guests today. We have Carolina Kovalkiewicz, uh, who we're going to be bringing in in just a second. Also, we have... Uh, I think it's the third fight of the night is uh Chiesa Vicente Luque. We have both those guys on today, which is, a, that's an amazing fight. That could have just as easily been the co-main. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Munoz, uh, Aldo is a great, great fight, but Luque and Chiesa could have easily been a co-main event. So let's bring in Carolina Kovalkiewicz. She's fighting uh, Jessica Penne. Ooh. There she is. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. We haven't spoken to you in a long time. Oh, wait, this is your first appearance? Your first appearance, yes. We have never spoken to you. <laughs> yeah, that is yes. a long time. <laughs> this is our first time. I feel like we have. Uh, where have you been? We have not seen you in a minute, you understand? In a long time. Yes, yes, I had long, long, long break. Uh, one and a half year. One and a half. All right, a year and a half. Why now? What now? Let, let the people know because they want to know where you've been. You're a fun fighter to watch, Carolina. Win or lose, you're fun. Yeah. After after my last fight, I have a serious injury of my eye. That's why I had long break. Okay. But now I'm fine. <laughs> I cannot wait. Now you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Everything is perfect. <laughs> How are you feeling, like mentally? Great. I cannot wait. You, you've, you've been pretty open about uh, depression, which I love that you, you talk about it because a lot of us go through it. It's, it's very common. Uh, when you're in those moods or those moments, how do you pull out of it? Like, what do you, is there anything you do in particular that helps you kind of get back to where you want to be? Uh, it was when I was a teenager, uh, so it was a very long time ago. Uh, and uh, everything's changed when I start to uh, make sports. When I start playing MMA. Oh, wow. So did it, was it the, do you think it was just the fact that you had something physical to do to kind of take your mind off it? Yes, I, I had something physical to do. I have a new passion. Not only that, it's the endorphins that run yeah. through your body. Yeah. Like yeah. You get, after you're training, you, you, everything's, it's a natural high, you yeah. know? <laughs> exactly. Jimmy, you got to yeah. learn that, Jimmy. I've done it on the elliptical. I've gotten the endorphins on the elliptical. I just, I don't train. I look like I fight, but no, I don't train. Um, so I, I've gotten any endorphins have been for mild exercise. Carolina, now how's the training been? Are you, where, where are you training at the moment? Where is your, your, um, your main uh, training academy where you're training? I train in Poland in Shartop team with my coaches and with my, uh, my sparring partners. Okay. And that's where you're staying? With, with Joanna Jędrzejczyk. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's yes, true. That's yes. right. And now you two haven't always been so close, right? You guys had some some beef in the past. Yes. Yeah, but this is a past. We are both both from Poland, and uh, and sh she's great. <laughs> it's more, and now you guys are friends. That's great. Yep. <laughs> and how has it been training with her? Has it been? I'm sure it's been very very helpful. Yes, she is the best. She's very tough, uh, very smart. She's very strong, very technical. And training with her is, it was uh, one of the best things in this uh, training camp. 
Yeah, who reached out to who? Did you say I wanted to train with Joanna or did she reach out to you and say, hey, let's uh, work together? I called to her and uh, asked her about about uh, training together. And she said, okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, was it was it hard for you to make that call? Like, did you have to like make yourself do it? Like, because you were rivals or was it a pretty easy call to make? No, it was pretty easy because I knew she she helps me. Let, let me ask you, because I was reading, not to get back to the depression thing, but to get you through the, that, you, your training with Krav Maga helped you yes. get through that. Yes, yes. Is that is that recent or is that back in the day? Is that back? Uh, I start my trainings uh, from Krav Maga. It was the first thing I, I uh, start to train. First was Krav Maga and then was MMA. Oh, okay. So that's not, you just didn't recently pick up Krav Maga. That was, that's old. Oh, thank goodness. Because I don't want you when you're having this fight with, with, uh, you know, Jessica Penne and all of a sudden thinking of your Krav Maga training and thought three stooges are in the eyeballs. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, that's a Krav Maga. You know who made that up? I don't know if you have, you ever hear of Curly from the three stooges? That's, they use the same thing. The Stooges might have invented Krav Maga. I'm messing around. But anyway, you still mess around with Krav Maga? No, no. No? Not anymore. Might give you some bad habits. Good habits for a street situation. Yes, sometimes sometimes on training, I uh, kick guys on the balls. <laughs> That's the best thing I heard all morning. Yeah. Carolina, that is... <laughs> That's great. Jimmy actually gets paid for that. He gets paid to have that done to him. I do, actually. For, for anyone who's angry, I just show up and they kick me in the balls and they pay me $10 and I leave. Oh, <laughs> it's, nice. It's a strange uh, side gig he has. So, Carolina, tell us, when you're not training, what do you like to do? Do you like to read books? Are you watching, uh, binging a, a show on Netflix? I love I love Netflix. Uh, uh, I like travels, watching movies, uh, and spend time with my friends and family. And the traveling. Yep. Is it true that you wanted to um, one day host a travel show? Did I read that or my? Yes, this is my big dream. It is your dream. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, when I uh, maybe when I. Uh, be on retire i i make uh, something like that yeah do you travel often like when you're not fighting do you travel a lot or do you just want to do a show about travel no i i love travel i i travel maybe not so much uh, because of covid <laughs> yeah but uh, but maybe after this fight i stay in the states a, a little bit longer and i travel a little bit here in in the states where, where do you want to see that you've never seen? Where's a place you're dying to go that you haven't gone? Uh, two places, mm, Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to, you want to do the long trips over the Pacific. Now, why Alaska is, I guess, nice outdoors wilderness. Are you like an outdoors person? Do you like the yes, wilderness? Yes. Yes. I love nature. You do. Yep. And Hawaii just cause it's nice. Yes. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, a long trip from Poland. <laughs> Would you want to go to Alaska in the winter or in the summer? Uh, in the winter and in the summer, both. Oh, wow. Okay. So you want to see it when it's frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never been there. I don't know if I'd go to Alaska. Hawaii, yeah. But Alaska, <laughs> it just seems kind of desolate. Yeah, but, but it's, it's beautiful. Very beautiful. 
I've been there on Dana White looking right. for a fight. It was like one of our earlier episodes, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's not like that. Don't the people think of Alaska and they think of that movie 30 Days of Night with the vampires where it's dark and the vampires are coming up? No, that's not the Alaska I went to. It was beautiful, Carolina. Right, let her know what the chimney. What to well, well, where's and where's a place that you've gone to uh, that was that you loved more than you thought you would love? Is there a place you visited that you that really blew you away? Uh, Kenya. In Africa, it was so beautiful. I was on safari and it was really great. New Zealand, I was there for for fight, but I uh, see few saw a few things. And uh, New Zealand is beautiful too. Oh wow! So you uh, okay? You yeah, I've heard New Zealand is actually really nice. They they shot like that. The Lord of the Rings got shot in New Zealand. Um, it's supposed to be beautiful. Uh, now, when you went on a, a, a safari in Kenya, was it like a day thing you did, or were you gone for like a week on a safari? Uh, a few days, few days, maybe not week. Uh, I was in Kenya uh, 15 days and on safari I was uh, four or five days, some, something like this. And it was great experience. Yeah, I guess you sleep in a, a tent when you're out like that, right? You're just kind of gone for a week. Yep. <laughs> I'm not, I get, I don't think I could sleep in a tent. I know, me neither. Well, I did once in like a woods, but not, I mean, not in the safari. It's, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. What if you get attacked and it's like you can't even get out of the tent? Like how? First of all, it takes me. I, I, it takes me two uh, time to get in out of the tent without something attacking me. So I mean, you have to find a zipper. What if you have to try to get out? You have a knife. No, it's, it's very safe. No, no. Safe? Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever see that Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas movie, The Ghost in the Darkness? No, <laughs> I never even heard of it. Like, oh, it's such a great movie. It's uh, it's like Jaws, but with lions. Okay, so it's like you see the lion, like the, in the grass, you see like the lion's tail, and then the fucking thing comes, and it was just taking apart villages. So they get these hunters to try to take out these lions, and they were very smart lions. So I don't know. I seen that movie as a kid. I <laughs> recommend it. Matter of fact, maybe I'll do a Matt Movies Minute on this later on, Jimmy. I've never even heard of it. I think it's The Ghost in the Darkness. Uh, Antonio, do a check on that. Uh, it's such a good movie, but it's in the uh, it's in Africa, and it's, it's, a, it's based on a true story about these lions, like, taking out, like, these, you know, villages and village people, and I don't know. Ever taking out that, the village people? Not the village, no. Y-M-C-I! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> sorry, Carolina. Yes, look, the Ghost in the Darkness, our, our, our producers say. When did it come out? Let me see. You want to know about this because you like movies. Yes, yes. Oh, we got, oh, 1996. You weren't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. We're a little bit older than you, Carolina. It's, great. it's a great movie, though, if you like movies. And I have a question for you about your diet, too. How long have you been vegan? Vegan. I am vegetarian uh, from oh, okay. uh, from many many years. Uh, I was uh, I started being vegetarian when I was twelve years old, something like this. What made you stop? Did you just love animals, or did you just not like meat? Yes, I saw a movie about uh, killing animals for meat, yeah. and it was uh, terrible for me. And I stopped eating meat. 
I've tried, but I just keep getting fatter because like I, I, would, I eat all these carbs and sugar and bread and I always wind up going back to like grilled chicken and turkey because it's a little easier to lose weight when I'm eating that stuff and fish. Do you eat fish? No, no. Okay, just stuff like cheese or honey you'll eat, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, then listen, it works for some people. Look at the Diaz brothers. Yeah. They're, ass. they're not out there at fucking, they're not eating the all American burger, you know? That's a place in my, by my town. Over sure. There. Now you're, uh, you're coming in, you've had a, you know, you've had a couple of, of fights. Uh, you've lost four straight and you're a better fighter than that. We know that the last three were decisions. How do you mentally prepare yourself and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this here. Like what is your mental preparation going into this? Like, uh, you know what, this long break, uh, mm, it was good for me the break. Uh, because I clean my mind and uh, now I am, very 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 hungry i want to fight i cannot wait were you getting to a point where you needed a break did you feel like uh wow i i might was was your mentality getting to a place that made it tougher to train or or what did the break do for you just kind of reset you a little bit uh yeah yeah okay good that's what you need listen i can relate carolina i've had losses in a row when i was fighting and then I'm like, oh, no, what if I get another one? Then I started to think. And I'm like, listen, I want to get involved with this. I love to fight. Let me keep it simple. I love to fight. I'm getting paid to fight and have some fun. Ah, losses, smosses. I, that's how you have to think about it. I, that's how I thought about it. You know? What, what do you like to do? You like to fight. Yes, exactly. I like to fight. <laughs> that's it, Jimmy. Jimmy, it's yes, like sir. when you go on your show and you have a, a streak of maybe a few bombs in a row. I've had 30 years of those. <laughs> you, know, you know about perseverance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had many. Sometimes just resetting your mentality does help. Whenever something's not going the way you want it to go, sometimes a break uh, where you just kind of collect yourself mentally and, and not start over, but just kind of give yourself like a, a little pause. Sometimes that helps a lot. Um, so good luck on Saturday and, uh, you know, you're always fun to watch fight. You're in every fight. Um, and, uh, this is a great fight with, uh, with Jessica Penne on uh, Saturday night. Good luck. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope you get your travel show too. It'll be fun to watch you going places. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Now's a great time to get a new home and take advantage of historically low mortgage rates with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Their perfect combination of technology and experienced loan officers will help you get a great rate on your new home. Today's rates are historically low, so there's no better time to lock in that dream home. Get started right now at rate.com. Guaranteed Rate, positively different. Equal housing lender, subject to credit approval, restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611NMLSConsumerAccess.org. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, listen, that's good to have her back. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. She's fun to watch. And uh, I love the idea of doing a travel show. Like, that's just what a fun thing to do, just to get paid to go places you like. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because basically I've kind of done it. Yes, you have. I've done it. You know what showed up on my timeline? I said this to Dean Thomas did. And this is what you like. You like me. You like me just shooting from the hip. Yes, I do. You know what I mean? Just, just let me let me listen. I can't answer people back with them. Where's my Dean Thomas text? Okay. Five years ago, it came up on my thing. Let me show everybody. Look what came up five years ago. You see what that is? You and Dean with a face on a car. I can't see the face. You don't see that face? Whose face is that? Is that you? That's effing me. Oh. We were in one of those. Um, I, I, I was in that car on the episode, one of the episodes. Where were we? A race car? A funny car? I'd have been in Delaware. No, I don't know. It was a, uh, a go kart. No, Oh, it was a derby car. Like you, it was a, you ran demolition into, derby, demolition derby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy, I did a demolition derby. You know how much shit I did on that show? Yeah. If there's a bucket list of one day you want to do this or that, I did so much shit. So I even forget I've done some shit. So that was five years ago, a demolition derby. That's a, that was fun, Jimmy. Yeah. I've, oh. it is fun how much, like the fact that that's a thing, a demolition derby, where we just want to watch cars crash into each other. That says a lot about people. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is fun. Like it, that's like social media before social media is a demolition derby. Just watching cars crash into each other. It's just fun to watch accidents that we're not involved in. No, it's crazy. Well, what about being involved with it? Like when I was in that yeah. in the car, like it was so great. Like it was like something out of Mad Max. You all start like together and then you got to hit reverse to get out. And then you start just ramming each other and you see them coming. But my car got out of commission early. So I'm just sitting there like a duck and they're fucking ramming me. I'm like, ah, are you afraid that you're going to get really hurt or no? No, nah, I think they had it pretty reinforced, but they're doing like, look, huh. maybe there's a fire. This is what you do for this. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What? If your engine explodes, yeah, that's not what I would want to hear. But uh, I got some good rams in there, you know, uh, what's the way to do it? It was wild. It was wild, Jimmy. Yeah, but I will, I will go on, and we could have a little vote about this. I will go on record saying, I think I look better with a little facial hair. Jimmy. I, I, you don't look bad. I prefer you without it. Jimmy, well, listen to me. Hey, man. Hey, I can get a little bit of a double chin. Right now, I go like this. kind of looks, hey, the shadowing doesn't look that bad. But when I'm like this without it, it might look like a side of beef hanging off my neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Understand what I'm telling you, Jimmy? Yeah, you th you think you gives you like a firmer face, firmer face, and 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 a little bit of a. Hey, man, that guy's that guy looks a little rugged. Look at that little. Look at that little. Yeah, but you're rugged anyway. You know, you don't need to look rugged. I need to look rugged. How often do you see Jason Statham like smooth shaven? That's his look. I do a good Jason Statham impression. Let me. No, wait a wait a second. I've heard. I've seen your Christopher Walken. Yeah, but true. I've never. And that is legendary. I've never seen. You're Jason Statham. Before you hey. do the Jason Statham, wait, 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 hold on. Don't do it. <laughs> let's ease into it. Before you do that, let's just let people know how great you are 
with your impressions. Could you do Christopher Walken first? Oh, meet my friend Jason Statham. Oh. Some say that if people close their eyes, they might think that's actual. I know. Walken. I've been told it's dead on. So tell me now, Jason Statham. Go ahead. Hi, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Wasn't that Ash Tyke? Wasn't he just on our show? Wait, wait, hold on. We just had him on yesterday. The Adventurer. You got me confused. I didn't ask for Ash Tyke. I asked for Jason Statham. Hi, Matt. We've got an adventure to go on, Matt. It's good, right? Jimmy, it's nothing like Call him. Call Guy Ritchie. Matt and I are doing a movie. No, dude, it's nothing like him it's at good, all. good, right? So listen, we have, who do we have next? We have um, nothing like him, Jimmy. Nothing like him. We have, we have, who do we have first? I think Chiesa. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll pop, whoever pops up, it'll be Vicente or it'll be Michael Chiesa. Boy, is Chiesa look good uh, back at Walter Wade. He has looked fucking great. Yes, is next. He is. He is great. But let me tell you something about this is a tough fight. This is a this. Yes. Because this is the deal. I'm trying to see. I'll tell you right now. Who has this? Vicente Luque. I know. He doesn't have a lot of losses there. I mean. No. He's lost two fights, I think, in six years. I mean, you know. And, and one of them is the one, the boy, who's, who's tough for anybody. Yeah. Gilbert Burns had a great night the other night. But he's, he's a tough. He's a tough uh, puzzle to figure out there. So he's got to give a break for that. So I don't know who has, let me see Vicente's last few fights here. All right. Well, you could say Nico, Randy, he's got, it's not that they don't know grappling, but they're not primarily grapplers. When's the last he fought to talk? Well, isn't Randy a brown belt though? He's, I mean, I know it's not, he's, I think Randy is it brown or a black belt, right? It doesn't matter, yeah, but it could be, it could be, yeah, but it's, my point is he, he'll stand up more. Like Randy, and if it goes to the floor, he's falling on top. He'll, he might put, he might do a takedown if he gets to. He's well rounded and he's good on the floor. But unlike Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns will if he wants it there, he has the wrestling to put it there and enforce his jujitsu. Other guys have their jujitsu to the point where they're getting taken down. They're either getting back up or they're not getting smoked. So it's how they use their jujitsu, not them just knowing jujitsu. You know. So has he fought a guy that's looking to put him on his ass? Like I'm sure. Kies is going to be um, striking somewhat. He does. He knows how to strike, but yeah. he's going to look out grapple him. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, that would be his. That's that's his road to victory. Well, I, I could say this. He's a Kimura man. He does a one arm Kimura. Yeah, he's lost two by decision. But again, you're going back many years. If you want to look at uh, Vicente's record, he lost a couple of. Uh, he's lost decisions, but he's lost a couple of submissions. But again, you're going back uh, 10 and uh, eight years. So it's been a long time since he's been caught in anything. Jimmy, I just Kimura a man. That seems fun. I put his arm behind his back. I held it there until he stopped, Jimmy. Anyway, oh. I can't wait. To yes. talk to Michael Chiesa. Did that just happen? I thought in my head I just did something. And no, not at all. You didn't, didn't just sing. I would hug you right now. I miss you. I miss <laughs> just picking you up in my big burly arms. And you just like this with your feet going, put me down. Remember that? I do. Yep, my little feet were kicking. I was like, like you're holding a puppet. Uh, except they're not off the ground because I'm not too tall. No, I know. Oh, uh, shit, man. So when do you think you're going to be visiting me? 
for a lesson with some down Now that we're back to actually, I know I got, I got to start a training again. I got, I'm still working out, but I've been doing stuff around the house that needed to be done for the last month and doing stand up again has really been mentally distracting. I'm doing two sets a night, getting ready to go back on the road. So that's kind of been consuming. You've been getting your timing back. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's coming back well, like it's again, it, 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 now it's just a matter of, can I do 45 minutes on stage? Uh, I can do 20 minutes. I can do 25 minutes, uh, but it's building back up to an hour. If I wanted to come in one night with my wife to the cellar. Any night you want, just tell me. Yeah? Yeah, you just let me know the day before so I can put you on the list. I'm, um, for free tickets. I'm just saying, is that a nice no, But I know, but I'll make. I'll put you on the list, of course. You pay gift for tickets. It, and I know the city could be a bit of a shithole. Is there a place over there I can get something to eat or whatever else? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's great places for food. It depends on what you want. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff around there. All right. All right, we got to do something. Any night you want, Matt. Just tell me when you want to come. Well, now that you're, no, listen, now you're back in action, dude. I'm not, not usually my thing, but I like to, you know, keep things spicy with the wife, night in the city. Yeah, come out, have a nice dinner and go to a uh, a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, why don't we do some picks while we're waiting for our next guest? Okay, that's a great idea, buddy. Sometimes we switch it up. Sometimes we'll take one off. Yep, sometimes we we don't. Um, Do you want to start with the main event? Yeah, we're not going to pick the guys coming on yet because that gets awkward. Because then you yeah. throw me under the bus. You tell them when I pick the other guy. I don't like. You've it. done that to me with Derek Lewis. I and, love and doing that. Too. I know. Part, and Lewis didn't give a shit though. He's like, ah, like he just didn't Lewis care. Is crazy. Don't give a shit. Lewis doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I like Derek Lewis a lot. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I seen her the, the looking for a fight list on because I was in Texas. We shot one, you know. Yeah, I, I've only met him once very briefly. I've never actually spoken to him in person other than it was some, I was walking out with Dana actually out of a venue and Lewis, uh, I think that was the night of the Roy Nelson fight. I want to say that was in Vegas. I believe it was uh, Lewis Roy Nelson. But uh, I, we just said hello briefly. I wish I would have gotten a chance to talk to him. He was much less famous then. Oh, Derek? Yeah, that's a few years ago. Uh, he was funny, man. He's great. Um Sirogan, Derek Lewis for the interim. Listen, I hate that I oh, I pick against Derek Lewis. I feel like I pick against the guy a lot. Like I pick against. Yeah. I think I picked Curtis Blades over him. I didn't see that uppercut. Give it to Curtis. Da, 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 da. Jimmy, I love you. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sirogan, and uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fourth round stoppage. I think he's going to maybe get him on top of him and maybe maybe get a, actually even a submission in the fourth round. Sub, fourth round. All right. Uh, Derek Lewis is going to uh, win this fight. Um, and again, Cyril Gaon is a great young fighter, and he looks incredible. Lewis is a veteran. He has fought everybody. Um, he's seen everything you can see in the octagon. Uh, I, even though Nganu wasn't himself when they fought, he still went the distance with a bad back beating Francis. Um, yeah, he did get tapped by Cormier, who is, you know, just one of the best to ever fight. Um, and he did get TKO by Hunt four years ago. But again, Mark Hunt could knock out a building. So I'm going to take Derek Lewis by, I'm going to take him by a stoppage, like a Curtis Blades type stoppage. I don't know if it's going to be in the second or third, I'm sorry, third or fourth. Because Cyril Gaon has proven he can go the distance, but so has Derek Lewis. Uh, I don't know if Derek Lewis has ever gone five rounds uh, for a decision. I don't think he's ever gone five rounds. So I'm going to say third round stoppage by Lewis. 
because I don't know if he's he's got quite the cardio that uh, Gon does. Cyril Gon for a heavyweight is bouncy, amazing. His footwork, he's light. He knows how to hit and not get hit. He does, and that's important when you're fighting a guy like Derek Lewis. Like Volkov gets in the mix, so sometimes he'll beat the crap. Sometimes he'll take some uh, shots. Yeah, but that's what costed him with both those guys, actually. Yeah. But specifically with Derek, because he stuck around too long. I don't think Cyril's going to be there to be in front of him. You know what I mean? He's going to be like, all right, Derek's got to beat me with his left hand because I can't. I got to stay away from the right. You know what I mean? So it's that type of thing. I also think he has not been caught with anything as hard as Derek Lewis is going to throw. Even though he's fought JDS and he's fought some good fighters, uh, Derek Lewis, even in the heavyweight division, has a knack for uh, just reminding people how hard another person can hit. Uh, he's a rarity. Like, even against Curtis Blades, where he just didn't look good, he looked tired, it's just that quick uh, right shot. He just has a knack for finding a home for it when he needs to. That, that's true. You could, you could blame that. You could find that in several of his fights, where he did find it when he needed to. Yeah. The difference is, with that fight you just mentioned, with Curtis Blades and Surogon, is Curtis Blades is easier to read. And that's not a dig to him. He strikes, yeah. he shoots, and he shoots. He does for a big guy. He does that double leg. He does. You know that power double's coming. So it's hard to stop with a sprawl, but a well timed uppercut. So Derek knew. Derek was patient yeah. enough to be like, "I'm. I know he's going to do it. I'm going to land it." So he knew it was going to be coming. Cyril Gunn, he comes at you at different angles. He's floaty. He's, he's he's light on his feet. So for a big guy, that's you don't have a lot of big guys moving like him. That's true. And I haven't seen him in trouble yet. I, I haven't seen Cyril Gon in trouble yet at all. So I'm still going to go with Lewis because I think as a veteran, he's been in these situations before. Uh, yeah. And I just don't think Cyril has faced anyone quite like Lewis. Then again, Lewis has maybe never faced a heavyweight as fast as Cyril Gon either. And, and, his, and his light enough. He, did, he fucking fights like Wonder Boy at 260. So yeah, I, I, I would take, uh, I'm taking Lewis anyway, but you're right about Cyril. All right, let's, uh, let's bring in uh, Michael Chiesa. Oh, we love Michael Chiesa. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun guy. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorns High Performance Sports Nutrition Line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorn is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorn's Training Bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorn, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off. And Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up? What's up, boys? Congratulations. First of all, congratulations on everything. You're great behind the mic. Yeah, I love seeing you do all the fucking stuff behind the desk. You're so great with that shit. You're good. On, you're really quick-witted with that. And also, I want to say congratulations on that commercial you did with Justin Gagey. That was great. <laughs> and I don't even like shit like that. I would think a lot of shit's corny. That was, that was <laughs> you know, Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about? I didn't see it. I'm aware of it, but I didn't see the commercial. With, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Tell me about that. How that came about. Uh Good old Reed Harris, baby. Shout out to my boy, Reed. Yep. He just called me up one day and said, uh, you know, how do you feel about doing a commercial with Justin Gaethje? And I said, I absolutely love it. And it, it, the outtakes were hilarious because, as you know, we're like nose to nose. And, and I got to say, there was one point in time where one of the scenes where we're having to walk backwards and they're shooting us, I fucking hit the brakes early and we went nose to nose, borderline. <laughs> You did a Silva Weidman at the weigh-ins. That's what you did. Yeah. It, it, that's exactly what it was. It was, was Silva Weidman, just like at the weigh-ins. Wait a minute. The way your eyes were during that thing, I thought maybe you weren't even, like, right next to each other. It looked like you weren't. It looked like you were, but it looked like almost you were. Uh, you guys, were, that was exactly like that? You were you were face-to-face, or that was? Every scene was nose-to-nose. Every single scene, we were, like, this close. Like, we're talking... We would we would get close and they'd be like, "Hey, uh, we need you guys a little closer." And we're like, "Dude, oh. like, <laughs> it's getting a little awkward here." But <laughs> but Gaethje's such a good sport. I mean, as you guys know, I mean, dude, Justin's the man. We had a blast doing it. It was it was a good time. Was that your first time acting? Yeah, one hundred percent. That was my first time acting, and it was it was different, you know, because the whole thing was in L.A. It's like this huge shoot. There's people everywhere, and. It was, uh, it was a little, it, it was, it was different, you know, but it was, uh, the staff was great. They made it easy for us. It's not like they were like harping on us. It's not like we had to like really get out of character. It's like, Hey, we just want you guys like, everything's gotta be serious face off, just like you would face off with someone for a fight. So it kind of made it easy that we were just kind of in our natural, we were in our element in terms of like how we would act as fighters, but out of our element in terms of like, we're in LA, this is like, kind of like a, you know, you know, an acting type of thing. Is that something you'd want to pursue? Cause a lot of guys do that shit with the acting. They, they like that. The fighters. Yeah. I, I can see myself doing it down the line. Um, you know, I don't know about like, you know, acting, an acting role or something, but it's something I could see down the way you know what i mean i'm getting a little more comfortable being on the other side of the cameras and stuff so yeah it can happen i know algerman's doing some stuff too so i might have to take some pointers from him yeah aljo and dean thomas <laughs> oh dean thomas dean, is- dude dean's everywhere. Dean kills it dude you want to take you want to talk about somebody i love his what his attire when he works the desk he wears like these nice like cardigan sweaters and he's like I'm like, he's got the turtleneck, you know, Dean's got his own flair on things. I love it. Now is, uh, is the analyst work. I love when uh, fighters, uh, you know, you're an active fighter doing it. Cormier started when he was still actively fighting a Felder. Um, is it something that you look to like, shit, I would love to do this after fighting too and continue, or is it just a temporary thing for you? 
No, I want to continue this. I mean, this is, I put so much into this sport that, you know, I want to take it as far as I can as a competitor, as an analyst, I would love to do, I mean, commentary is the end goal. And when you, when you talk about Daniel Cormier, that's the guy when I think of like, if I could tell, a, if, if somebody was to ask me like, Hey, what fighter steps do I need to follow to have a great career? I say, do whatever Daniel Cormier did. We, we, you know, few of us could ever become Olympian wrestlers, but when you talk about like a guy that's active with, you know, he trains hard, he gives back to, to his sport, you know, he coaches wrestling and he, and it's just like, when I, when the opportunity presented itself, it's like, I want to do what Daniel Cormier did. I want to be a world champion. I want to be a commentator. I want to do everything at the same time. And it's like, when you've got a role model, like DC, somebody you can look up to and somebody you could reach out to. Daniel's always just a guy like, if you ever need something from him, you can call him and he's there for you to give you insight or any type of advice. So um, I, I definitely want to try to walk in Daniel Cormier's footsteps. It's a big, big, big steps to follow. Sure. But uh, I think, it, I think it's good for, for fighters and just anybody to have role models to, 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 you know, look up to and try to walk their line, I guess you could say. Well, it's so interesting. Like Dominic Cruz is such a great announcer as well. And hearing fighters analyze it. I mean, you know, I mean, Rogan is obviously a, a master at it and, 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 and Anik is great hearing guys though, who are fighters and ex fighters. It's so interesting to hear you guys break things down as they're happening. Um, the, the things you guys anticipate that are about, I think MMA is a very difficult sport to, to call and remain interesting and know when to say things and when not to say things. So I, I really love hearing fighters break it down and, uh, and, uh, call the fights. And it's good to have a different mix of fighters doing it because we all see things from a different perspective. So it's always good to get a different breakdown from different guys. Cause we all see different things, you know, um, we're all everybody that's in that position. And there's a lot of guys that have great minds for the sport and great eyes for the sport that don't do commentary or don't get into the analyst work. It's, it's, it's something that like, I feel blessed to be in this position, but um, it's good to have a different mix of guys. Cause we all see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Aren't you glad you're good at it? Like, isn't it nice to know that you're good <laughs> at it? Like, cause I'm sure there's, I don't, I can't think of anybody, but I'm sure there's guys that have tried it, that it just wasn't for them. Aren't you happy that it's something that you know you can continue doing? Well, the thing I, I, I think I'm pretty hard on myself. I can, I always am like, I could do better at certain things. I could be better. I could do better. I think where some guys get their shot and come up short is they don't prepare. They think like, Oh, I'm a fighter. I know it all. I can just show up to this thing. And right. it's just, you, you have to, you have to put in an excessive amount of study. And I mean, and it's it treat, you've got to treat being a commentator, being an analyst and anything of that sort, you've got to treat it the same way you prepare for a fight. You've got to show up prepared. You can't just, you're not just going to show up on fight night out of shape, you know, so you can't show up to the desk unprepared. As the guy that tried it out a couple of times, you, and wasn't unprepared. I didn't fucking like it. A lot of guys, not only that, a lot of guys aren't are going to be prepared and are going to be still like a stick in the mud. You got a good personality, Mikey. I don't know. You got a good, a good charisma. You got a nice smile. Yeah. You could be on the mic. Thank I'm you, man. I'm myself. Jimmy's like, thank what? you, man. I, I appreciate <laughs> well, that. I, man, I didn't like somebody in my fucking ear being like rap, rap, rag right away, dude. I'm going to have an ADD panic attack on fucking air. Yeah. I shit, but I'm not made for that shit. And not only that, I'm talking to you guys now. We're, we're laughing. Is that I'm going to be talking to Rashad Evans doing it and like talking about my thoughts about it. He's looking at me and I see in his eyes, 
he don't give a fuck what he's waiting to talk. His he don't care. Yeah, he's waiting. He's at the. He's just exactly. spring. He's spring loaded to talk. He's like, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? I don't yeah. see that when I see you in D.C. I see some guys having a good time. It's uh, dude, that that is the hardest part about uh, doing the analyst work is you have so much input. Like you did all this studying, you have so much you want to say, and they're like, you get you get like twenty seconds, and they're like, rap, rap, hurry up! I'm like, I haven't even gotten to the point yet. So that's been the hardest thing to figure out for me is like, it's you do it, it's 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 like a double edged sword. You do all this study and you put in all this work. But then you only get like one thing you get to talk about. But you, you got to take that 20 seconds and maximize it. I always say, find one thing and just harp on it. Beat the door down with it. And uh, that's usually what what uh, makes it a little easier. Well, you know what's amazing, too, is that it's interesting when analysts will have like these crazy facts. that you. It reminds me of a roast in a way where you always have to over prepare with jokes because you never know if some other comedian is going to step on the joke you want to do and then you can't do it. Like if he, so like, you know, Anik will pull out something like, you know, and he was a Monopoly champion when he was seven. And A, I'm like, how the fuck did he know that? And B, what if you have prepared that as well? Now you got to go on to something else because John Anik already covered it. So you guys almost have to over prepare so you're not just making the same points that the other guy at the desk made. I think you're froze or he don't like your question. Uh, the Wi-Fi in this hotel sucks. And so does the cell phone service. Okay, I thought you wanted to choke me. You just didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, fuck. I thought right. we were back to that commercial where you're just <laughs> staring at him like Justin Gaethje. And I go, what? Would you offend him? I go, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? That's what I was looking at. It froze again on that face. It's fucking God crazy. dang. <laughs> it's a curse. Michael, before we let you go, I mean, obviously, uh, what a fight against Vicente Luque this weekend. And I've said before you came on, this could have just as easily been the co-main event. An incredible fight. Uh, you guys have both looked really, really solid. Um, you know, what do you what do you think that you present that other guys he's faced haven't? Uh, I think that for both of us, we I, I feel like he hasn't fought somebody. He doesn't have like a common opponent that brings what I bring to the table. And I have I have I have opponents I've faced in the past that have some similarities to him, like Rafael Dos Anjos, Francisco Trinaldo. The difference is those guys were southpaws, but both of those guys were very hard punchers. And, and they're skilled on the ground as well. But Vicente is just, he's a different animal, dude. This guy's like 18 finishes in, in or no, more than that. I think he's got like 19 finishes through his career in 20, or no, it's 18 finishes and 20 wins. Sorry, I spaced it for a sec. So he, he's not afraid to put himself in danger to go out there and get the win. Um, so I feel like the, the threats that he possess, they're things that I've, I've, I've fought before. There's guys I can go back to and say, oh, I've, I've fought a guy similar, but this guy's the best of all of them. I mean, and, and he looked sensational in this three fight win streak he's been on, you know, beats Tyron Woodley in the, in the fashion that he did. I mean, just phenomenal. So, you know, I got a tall order ahead of me. He's, he's as tough as they come, man. And, and the, you know, it's, it's a, it's a risky fight in terms of taking damage and things of that sort. And I, I do a pretty good job of avoiding that, but, I can't say that I'm not going to have to walk through the fire against this guy to get the wings. I'm going to have to, you know, so I'm prepared to do that. And I, ha I had a phenomenal camp. I went down first time doing a full camp in Las Vegas, not having to make 155 pounds. So I'm healthy. My weight's good. You know, the people, at the PI take great, great care of us. And, uh, you know, it's not like I left my camp back home. It's just, you know, I had Pena on the card. She was fighting Amanda Nunes. So my coach packed his bags, went to Chicago to take care of her. And uh, he knows I'm a good hands down in Las Vegas with guys like John Wood. And he came down periodically to watch me train and check up on me and make sure everything that we talked about doing in this fight, that I'm, I'm doing the right things in training. So everything really came together very well. We thought that this was going to be a hard situation with both of us being on the card. And 
I wish that Julie was fighting for the title on, uh, on Saturday night, but you know, uh, goddamn COVID just has to bare its teeth and fucking screw everything up. Even if somebody's not sick, there's the fact that they have it. You know what I mean? Even if, even if she feels totally healthy, they still, but they'll push it back. They'll do it. I mean, they'll do it in a couple of months. Yeah. She's going to get her shot. She, and she deserves it. Mikey, let me ask you, cause you know, you know, Vicente's career very well. You, you just mentioned the guys that you had to fight with similarities to him. And you had to go through some fire to get the W's over those guys, RDBA being one of them. When's the last time Vicente fought a guy with, with your, uh, 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 you're well-rounded, but a grappling-based game plan where a guy's well, a grappler, a guy that's looking to put him down. I know you're more than that. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, that's my wheelhouse. When's the last time? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the last few fights. I'm thinking, when's the last time has he fought somebody with that type of style? Well, he hasn't. That's just that's just the truth. I think he's very skilled. He's very elite, but they've put him in a lot of fun fights. You know, the Mike Perry's, the Mike or the Brian Barberinas, the Nico Prices. Those guys are all really, really tough. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're just not the same as me. Those are fun matchups for a guy like Vicente, where me, uh, he just hasn't fought a wrestler. He hasn't fought a grappler. He hasn't brought a guy that brings that. that that's my strong suit, and I don't feel like he's fought a guy that that that's his plan A. Like, I'm well-rounded. I have layers to my game, but what's my top layer, Matt? I want to take you down. I want to go for submission. So I don't feel like he's fought a guy like me, and I feel like I've faced guys similar to him. So I feel like that that's something that's going to be very beneficial for me headed into this fight. What a one-on Kimura, motherfucker. Yeah, Chikiesa. <laughs> I love that shit. I'm a Kimura fan, bro. It's, dude, that's my favorite move. It's, um, I love yeah, – uh, there's so much you can do with that position. And you and I could talk about this all day. I mean, there's oh, so many. You, once, once you get two hands on that arm, there's so many different avenues you can take somebody in the, in the terms of the grappling. So The transitions in your Diego Sanchez. It's all about the transitions. Was so, was so much fun. Because Diego Sanchez is a guy that outscrambles and outtransitions guys on the floor forever. And then he went versus, versus Mikey. And it was, it, was a, it was just a step or two behind the whole, from the second they got – Locked up. It was great. I can watch that shit. All. I'll watch that, and then I'll put in fucking Ben Askren versus Damian Meyer, and I'll fucking Jake, Jake Shield versus Damian Meyer. Nah, that's what I like to do on a fucking rainy day. That's my type of shit, Matt. You and I, we think alike. And, I, and I'm, sure, I'm sure you also enjoyed the Diego Sanchez fights. I got to fucking shove one of these in the, that Josh Fabian guy. Like, you ain't getting – that was – I'll tell you this, Matt. The most stressed out I've ever been going into a fight, I swear to God, was Diego Sanchez. There wasn't – and look, Diego's a legend. He's as tough as they come. And just like you said, the transitions and scrambles, high level of threat. That's not what stressed me out. It stressed me out that if I fucking lose this fucking baby guy, I'm going to be on his resume. I'm like, this cannot happen, dude. This cannot happen. No fucking way. Dude, thank you. That probably mo- – you should thank that guy. probably motivated you. They just bring your A game. Oh. I had to. You should have heard the shit the guy was saying to the girl. Crack the coconut. I'm I'm on top of him. I'm like, I can hear him. I go, what the fuck's the coconut? Is he gonna punch me in the balls or something? Like, what is crack the coconut? I just I... stay away from my coconuts, you creep. <laughs> <laughs> Get away you from know, my. Coconut. You know Mark Henry. You know Mark Henry's the guy that's got got code. You know, there's these cornermen. They have codes for things, and that's you know, like New England or purple or this or that. I'm like, that's like commonplace in the sport. But when someone's saying fucking crack the coconut, I'm like, that cannot be anything good. Dude, 
Oh, dude, thank goodness that guy's not around no more. Hey, man, I can't wait for your yeah, fucking right? fight. Man. I'm just, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to this, too. too. Part of a fantastic card. Yeah, stacked top to bottom. You know, it's going to be fun. Full and getting the first fight back with, with fans for me. Ah, uh, man, I, I'm excited to get up there. You know, the fans, the fans are what make it special, dude. When you get in there and you're front and center for 15,000, 16,000 people, man, there's nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I didn't realize how much I, I've said this before too, how much I missed the fans until the first time I heard Buffer announcing and you could hear the fans. I got so used to the uh, the Apex and then you're like, oh yeah, the fans were a, a really big part of enjoying this. The Mikey, we can't wait to see you fight. Yep. Next time you come on, find better wife. I'm only fucking around. Vincent, he's probably got the same, <laughs> he's probably got the same wife. Are you guys in the same hotel, right? Fuck. Yeah, we, we are in the same hotel. Yes, this could be a problem. I had the same issue. I left. I tried to walk out of my room and do an interview earlier. It was just as bad. Mikey, man, we're going to be watching, brother. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Matt, the boys in Strong Island, love y'all. See you guys soon and uh, tune in. UFC 265. All right, Michael. Take care of yourself. Bye to Mikey. See you, boys. Vicente, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. For sure. yes, I don't know why I'm screaming. We just talked to Michael Chiesa. I guess you guys are in the same hotel having a little Wi-Fi issue. So hopefully your Wi-Fi is okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Michael, we asked, Michael said that uh, he spoke very highly of you. He, he was very respectful. And he said that I asked him, what did he think that he brought that you haven't seen before? And he said that he has faced guys that were, were similar to you. I mean, he thinks that you're probably the best that he's faced, uh, but he doesn't think that you have faced anyone who quite brings what he brings. What do you think? In a way, I can agree. I mean, he's a really, uh, he's a great grappler and he has a good background in wrestling. So I think it's, it's a nice challenge for me right now, especially considering the top of the division. We got Kobe, we got Kamaru. They're strong grapplers. They're strong wrestlers. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a test for me, but it's something I'm excited for. And I've been training my ass off, you know, on grappling, especially all this camp was in Brazil. And we know that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, it's, is really strong over there. So, yeah, I, I feel ready. Because, you know, when something's not broke, you know, you don't got to fix it. You won nine out of your last ten. I mean, so it's like you're not doing – I mean, you know, one of the boys – he could be a tough fucking enigma for anybody standing with his sidekicks. But other than that, you're doing great. You just beat the former champion in great fashion. So you might be thinking, why change anything? But it's smart to really concentrate on the jiu-jitsu now. So did you really change your camp drastically because you're fighting a grappling uh, heavy fighter? I wouldn't say like uh, drastically in the sense like I didn't go away from what I do the best. You know, striking is, is what I do. And that's always going to be my strong point. But I definitely brought in, uh, you know, a lot of guys that have the same body shape as, as Kiesa. And I worked a lot. I grappled every single day, even striking days. I was doing some grappling at the end and making sure I was getting used to that. And the conditioning, it's a different kind of conditioning when you're striking and grappling. So I was trying to get used to that because, you know, uh, I, I know that at some point we're going to grapple. Kies is going to want to put me down. He might get me down. And I've been doing grappling since I'm 16 years old. So it's not something that I, I'm uncomfortable with. So I want to threaten him there too. So if we go to the ground, I'm not just going to be looking, you know, to stand up, but try to complicate his life also. It's funny when you mix it together, how the wins are different. Stamina isn't just stamina. Like you can have stamina for boxing. Sometimes you see boxers, 
get knocked down. Just them standing up and slow as shit. And they're not taking it. The up and down is what's very exhausting in a fight. Yeah, would you agree, Vicente? Yeah, for sure. And especially like when you're grappling, you use a lot of strength. But once you're striking, you gotta have like loose muscles, and and your muscles get really kind of like tense and and like hard when you're grappling. So it's hard to do that transition. So I think like getting used to that is really important. That's what I try to do with this camp. We would do these great drills. We still do. But when I was fighting these puke drills of in a cage, not too big, I would be with Longo and uh, 45 seconds to a minute striking, whether it's uh, tie kicks, each side tie kicks. And then for the next minute, I'd have a fucking burly wrestling. One of my buddies looking to put me down. So it's like you go from striking to grappling. I got to keep for a minute and back up. All right, back to the punches now for another minute, back to the grappling. And we would do rounds like that to try to simulate. I'm sure you do similar stuff, but it's fucking, we call it puke drills because often you're puking at the beginning to get, when you get used to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's it's tough. We, Matt, would you puke when you did that? No, when I, well, when I first get, if, when I, maybe my first time back in camp, like, if I, if I come back in chubby, because I'm not like, Vicente, he takes his shirt off year round. When I used to fight, I'd train for like two to three months hard, and then I kind of become a little meatball in the off season. And then I get back into training a little fat. Longo couldn't look at me. And <laughs> I, I see, you know, the puke drills <laughs> got me back. But, you know, everybody's different. And Vicente, you're, you're ranked uh, at number six. And what do you think you need to do to get a shot at the title? Obviously, you're not looking past Michael Chiesa, but uh, do you think you get the respect you deserve in the, in the division? I mean, uh, I think that your name should be mentioned in, in the title contention a little bit more. And, and hopefully if you win this fight, people will start talking about you a little bit more in, in that, in those terms. I mean, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm more of a fighter for the real MMA fans. I don't think the casuals see me as much because I'm not a kind of guy, you know, that's going to talk uh, crap about other guys. I respect everybody in this sport because I know how tough it is. But real MMA fans and the specialists, they know what I'm doing. They know what I've been showing. And I think now I'm really starting to get that respect and that recognition, you know, of, of what I've been doing in my, in my last fights. I think that I'm one of the most active welterweights and definitely one of the, the biggest finishers at welterweight right now. So every single fight, fans know that it's going to be a good fight. Whenever I announce a fight, fans are excited. And yeah, I, I think I'm starting to get into that level where I want to get and what will take me to the next level is a big win over Chiesa that's my focus right now it's got to be a big one well you're right guys like yourself that don't talk a lot or don't do a lot of trash talk it does take a, probably a couple of extra fights for the non uh, hardcore fans to know you just because you're not getting the headlines with quotes uh, when you look at other guys at the top of the division uh, uh, Gilbert, uh, Kamaru Leon Edwards, all guys who are not shit talkers, all took a little longer but all of those guys really just by fighting and just by winning fights are, are now known the way they want to be known, it just might have taken a little bit longer because like again there's not that shit talking quote uh, ability yeah exactly but the good thing is that I'm still young I'm 29 years old so, you know, I, I'm improving and I think that I'm in a really good spot right now in my career. I do believe that a big win over Chiesa will set me up, you know, 
at least at the top three, maybe uh, get one more fight and then go, go for the title. So, yeah, I think that right now I'm at a good moment, good spot, and training my ass off to get a big win. What do you think about Usman, who has been so dominant on the ground, and then uh, he's shown how improved and how devastating his striking is as well. Um, and, and it's kind of like you said, you, you wanted to just kind of do a little bit more to uh, prepare for Chiesa. He seems to have done that in the opposite direction, where he's concentrated more on the striking uh, and has been using his striking more lately than he had in the past. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kamaru is a guy that I've trained a lot with. We used to be from the same team. And we also were part of the Ultimate Fighter 21 together. And he's always been a really disciplined guy, really a guy that wanted to learn more every single time. He's one of the, you know, a, a guy that wrestles really well, but has always put on the gi to learn jiu-jitsu. He has always looked for uh, improvements in striking. And that's what he's showing, you know. He, his boxing has become really another level. Not anyone can go out there and knock, uh, knock out Masvidal the way he did. And I think that just makes him even more dangerous. But at the same time, even more exciting of a challenge. Uh, I see him and I, I do believe I have the tools to beat him. And he is at the same time developing even more tools. So it's going to be exciting when I get to fight him. Well, with his skill set being such a... Well, he's, he, like you, we're talking about now, he's getting so much better with his striking, putting people away. But he's such a dominant grappler that to, to, have to be able to beat him, you have to be able to beat Chiesa, right? I mean, you have to, because that's Chiesa has a similar style in that sense. So, I mean, is that kind of, I like the way you said that before, like this is a huge test for you in that way. Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, my style, I'm, I'm a striker. I'm really aggressive. Guys that have good grappling are going to try to, you know, uh, pin me in the cage, take me down and try to tire me out so Kies is the perfect test for me to eventually fight face a guy like Kamaru you know I think Kies has the skills has the strength has the power he's a big guy even though he used to be a 155er I don't know how he did it he's a big 170 guy as well so uh, I think it's a great test yeah for sure yeah his point like we talked about earlier was that I'm sorry Jimmy his point Mike was that uh he fought guys similar, not, you know, you're, you, he said he was giving you all the respect in the world that you're such a beast, but he fought guys, RDA and the Southpaws and some other, some other guys that have similar styles, say, with the, to you, than you fought having guys similar to him. So, you know, that was his point with that. So I, I mean, that, but you're, you're, you're saying you, you addressed that with all the grappling you did in this camp. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that it's, more common to have strikers in in the division, especially in the beginning, you know, back uh, before the top 15, there are a lot of strikers. So it's easier for a grappler to face a striker than a striker to face a grappler. So I think that's why he, he had those uh, maybe more fights against guys that are similar to my style. And I do agree. I, I fought less guys with his style, but at the same time, I really feel uh, confident into this fight. I feel like my grappling is on point. And maybe uh, that is something that, that maybe can be underestimated, my grappling level. I got really good grappling, but I don't show it as much. You guys, you didn't need to. So why? Yeah, exactly. Why I mean, you, I, I why you your guard? You're kicking the shit out of people. Why? Yeah. 
Hey, all you got to do is stop a takedown. I mean, again, we talked about Francis and Stipe in that second fight when you knew Stipe was in trouble when Francis uh, splayed his legs back and Stipe couldn't get that takedown. So, you know, all you need is improved uh, takedown ability and, uh, you know, Kiesa could be in, in, in trouble. For sure, for sure. That's that's what's going to be, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope so for your sake too, and uh, we, we I like both of you guys. So, and I told Michael too, this could just as easily have been a co-main event, and uh, either one of you guys should be in in uh, title talk with it. Like you said, maybe one more fight after this. Uh, you you both you know two of the best guys in the welterweight division. So it's good talking to you, Vicente, and have a great fight. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, and let's go. Saturday night's going to be a good night. See, part of it's. Uh, the way Mikey's thinking is correct, where he hasn't fought grapplers like Mikey. Yeah. And Vincente's mind is like, dude, you got he, He's got to be thinking to himself, yeah, but you never fought me. Yeah. Understand? You never fought me. Let's go. Nice. What do you say? So I'm taking. Uh, we went through gone. I took Derek Lewis. I think third round stoppage. Fourth round zero gone submission. Okay. okay. Or ground the pound, but I'll say submission. Jose over. Um... I'm going to take Jose by decision over Pedro Munoz. Well, I'm going to be like Pedro Munoz. I'm going to say, no way, Jose. I wish that you had the same Wi-Fi as Kiesa. <laughs> I'm taking Pedro Munoz, okay? All right, let's get the business. And uh, this is the thing. This is the thing. Normally, I look at this matchup and I'd be like, all right. Pedro Munoz, very wicked guillotine, good in jiu-jitsu. He's well-rounded. He has good takedowns, very good. He's a solid puncher. Yeah. But, you know, I think about Jose Aldo, his fights with Frankie Edgar. Hey, Matt, he's very good standing. He's been looking good lately, but you know what? He's been taking some beatings. Yep. Jose Aldo's been taking some damage, and he's a stud. He's a warrior. He's been looking great, too, in some fights. Really good. Yeah. But I think he took just enough punishment as of lately – and fucking Pedro's got that momentum coming off his fight with Jimmy Rivera. I'm going to say Pedro Munoz by a third round mm. KO. Okay. He's actually going to land a big shot. That's what's going to happen. That In my head, that's what's going to happen. That Jose's going to be like, all right, this guy's going to go for a takedown or something. Boom, where'd that come from? Wow, this little Pedro Munoz packs a punch. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's going to say. And uh, so I'm going to go Pedro Munoz third round stoppage. You know what I'm saying? Kiesa Vicente Luque. Wait, wait, you didn't pick nothing with Jose Aldo. Sure, I did. I picked Jose Aldo by decision. Oh, and then I said, then, then what I say when you said that? Well, you went into why you thought Munoz would, would win and how Aldo's oh, had some. Oh, I great... said, no, hey, Jose. Oh, Aldo. yeah. I, I, I blocked that part out. Yeah. I blocked that out. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Kiesa. And I'm going to say Kiesa is going to win by decision by out grappling him. Okay. I think Vicente is going to be impressive with, like, all right, look, this guy's not easy to sub. He's pretty good on his back. He's moving. But Kies is going to be like, I'm going to smother you. Ah, watch my Kamoras. Watch the back. Watch the mount. You're fighting for your life. You're back up. You're back down. And that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to say Kies by decision. I'm going to give Luke a second round TKO. I think he finds a way. Even though Kies's <gasps> grappling is so dominant, I think Luke finds a way to, uh, to stop him. He's looked too. He's looked too good uh, for for too long. Yeah. I, well, I guess we're just drawing. We're, we're drawing swords. I guess yeah. Kiesa hasn't looked so good then lately. 
Sure he has. Oh, you don't got to fight back. All right. He has looked great. Oh. Angela Hill, Tisha Torres. Okay. You go first. Tisha by decision. I like your, uh, I know Tisha's a tough one. She's a tough one to beat because she's so good lately. But I'm going to say Angela Hill by decision. Okay. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, I rode a roller coaster with Angela Hill in Abu Dhabi. All right. It means nothing. No, but still, it's nice. It's a connection. But that doesn't, but that's, not, that's not the point, though. I puked, and she's like, oh, are you okay? You need a bag? I go, yeah, obviously, I, I need a bag. So we got a bag, and I puked next door. After the uh, roller coaster? Yeah, we did a, it didn't work. It didn't get in the episode, but. I would have puked online before we even got on. Don't do that, Jimmy. I'm mad. I can't. Scare the me. thing is, she has good movement. She's accurate with her strikes. She, I think she's lost some fights where she should have won recently. Yeah. And uh, and she's been looking better and better. And even the fight she lost, she looked good, Angela Hill. So I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. And it's going to be uh, Tisha being the ball, Angela Hill being the matador. Okay. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But I feel that Angela Hill is going to get that decision. Okay, and of course we have uh, Song Yudong against Casey Kenny, the first fight of the night. Hmm. I think I like Casey. They're both Kenny. coming off tough. lost decision losses, uh, and um, and then uh, decision wins. Yeah, but he lost to Dominic Cruz, and it was a good, fight. it was a good fight. He was in there. And uh, I think it's a great learning experience. And that learning experience is going to be bad news for Song Ya Dong. All right. So I'm going Casey Kenny. I'm going to say by decision. I hate the case. I didn't give all decisions, but I'm yeah, going to say decision think. right there. Here's what I'm taking. Song Ya Dong, third round stoppage. All right. Hey, listen, I, I, so in, in other words, I think, wait, wait, did we agree on anything? Um, we're, totally sure. down, we're totally down the line. Wait, I picked it's good. the opposite of you totally. Good. That is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? What about Luke Rockhold saying that I'm hearing that? What's that rumor? I'm really quick. Oh, possibly fighting uh, Sean Strickland. Oh, yeah. That's a tough fight for Luke to come back to. You know, you spoke too quick. What? So I was going to say, before you got into this, I was going to go, I heard a rumor, ooh, ooh, I heard a rumor, I heard you got a broken heart, my bird. Where are you? <laughs> Come back. Sorry, my internet froze. <laughs> As you did that, I broke my microphone. I got to just hold it the rest of the time. Jimmy, we had such a good time. As we always do. When am I going to see you? Um, let's let's do it soon. Let's grab dinner. Watch you come in the city. We'll grab dinner. I'll buy you dinner. I will, do you know what? Let's do it. Why don't let's you fucking do it? Do you want to come in? I'll buy you dinner. I will. I will. We'll get a day. Don't make like these. Let's do it this week. I'll buy Listen, you dinner this week. Name a day. Okay. I'll check the schedule. Listen, we'll yeah. talk. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen now. Good. That'd be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, I'll talk either way. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to our guests. Such a good, this thing flew by today. Yeah. And we had a few guests. Uh, really quick though. What is, uh, we're going to plug the, what is this thing on? It's on Saturday. Uh, yes. Uh, UFC. Uh, hold on. I, you're right. It's at 265. This Saturday, 7th, 20th Houston. <laughs> Early prelims, 6 p.m. Eastern yep. time on ESPN plus prelims, the prelims, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN plus two and ESPN. No, on ESPN, I suck. 
Okay. I suck. You're making me nervous. Prelims, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. On ESPN Plus, the main card, Jimmy, 10 p.m. Eastern time, pay per view. Yep. I'll never do the eat right. It was perfect. Again. Jimmy. Get yourself a cameo from Matt Sarah. Get yourself a cameo from Jim Norton. I'm on the website, not the app. But uh, or treat yourself to a Chip Chipperson shirt. That's all my plugs. Oh, Madison, Wisconsin, August 13, 14. I'm coming to do comedy on state. Jimmy, love you, and I will talk to you in a couple days. I love you, pal. Bye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.